Welcome back to What's the Point of the Midrash, the weekly podcast where we take a look at a rabbinic text and offer suggestions to answer the question, what's the point of the Midrash? My name is Rabbi Josh Eder, and today we begin season two of What's the Point of the Midrash? We had just celebrated Simchat Torah, which of course marks the end of a cycle of weekly Torah readings, and we begin anew with Bereshit, with Genesis, this week. Very, very exciting. And as mentioned last year, with the Midrashim, there is a lot more Midrashic material on Bereshit, on the book of Genesis. Bereshit Rabbah is, I think, by far the largest of the anthologies of the Midrash Rabbah, certainly several times larger than Devarim Deuteronomy Rabbah. So there's plenty to discuss, um, certainly on the uh, creation narratives. And I had asked uh, on Twitter whether people would have preferred going through uh, Midrashim in some different order in order to balance out the um, uh, the different weights of how much material we have over some sections or others. And the consensus response that I got was people preferred to stick with Parsha Tashavua. So I may cheat a bit, but everything we do here on out is still going to be related to the weekly Torah reading. And the Midrashim that deal with the creation, I think, are fascinating because they often provide a window to how people view the world at large. You could almost think of the creation narratives as the overture, as the introduction to everything else that's going to follow and sets the tone and sets the themes for all subsequent information, data, and whatnot. And at the same time, I think people interpret the creation narratives in such a way that it augments their own worldview. And by injecting these beliefs or these interpretations in the creation narrative, it sort of sets the tone for everything that comes out. And it's almost like, well, this thing that I believe or this approach that I have is really something that's been fundamental to all of humanity and the creation of the world and the cosmos from the very beginning. So these sorts of derashot can be incredibly powerful because they will be the tone and the theme for the entire religion going forth. The midrash that we're going to do today is from Breshit Rabbah, Genesis Rabbah 115, that I think is a really good example of this phenomenon. The book of Genesis begins with Bereshit bara lukim et ha-aretz. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And here we find a dispute in the Midrash between Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai, the two schools whose disagreements pervade so many areas of halacha throughout Rabbinic Judaism. Where Beit Shammai Omerim, Beit Shammai says, Hashamayim the heavens were created first, and afterwards the earth was created. Uveit Hillel Omrim, Beit Hillel says, Haaret that the earth was created first, and afterwards the heaven was created. Elu and each side brings reasonings or proof for their words, their positions. In the view of Beit Shammai, who holds that the heavens were created before the earth, Asa 
where first the king makes the throne, and then afterwards makes the footstool. This is where God says in Isaiah 66.1, where the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. So here, Beit Shammai gives the analogy to a, a, a throne and the footstool that shows the throne being more important, in this case, the heavens, that gets created first, and then afterwards, the footstool. And he cites a verse that supports that position. In contrast, the opinion of Beit Hillel, that we are the ones who say that the earth was created first and then afterwards the heavens, it's like anyone would build a building, like a king would build a building or palace, where first you build the lower parts and then you build the upper parts. And here you have verse that says, Beom Lokim Eretz in Genesis 2.4, says, On the day that God made the earth and heaven. So even though the verse says, Where Shemaim, the heavens, come before the earth, uh, which, oddly enough, Beit Shammai does not quote is support of himself, uh, here, uh, the other verse that's quoted is uh, Genesis 2.4, that puts Aretz, the earth, before Shemaim. What I find fascinating about this dispute is that it can serve as a template for subsequent halachic disputes between Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai, with Shammai prioritizing the heavens or uh, spiritual obedience, whereas Hillel, if not prioritizing the human side of things, definitely takes it way more into consideration in the form that the earth was created first. Not that human behavior will supersede the religious law, but he certainly takes into more consideration. You find, for example, the classic story where Hillel was so slow to anger, and the uh, person who wanted to convert that Shammai chased him away with the ruler and Hillel uh, brought him in and said, that's what's distasteful to you, don't do to someone else. In terms of halachic psak, uh, Beit Shammai tends to be stricter than Beit Hillel. So you, on one hand, you've got this discussion about how the world was created. At the same time, I think it can provide a decent metaphor for their entire halachic worldviews and views of Judaism or at least their entire approach, worldview, uh, Weltanschung, if you will, on uh, the entire Jewish religion. Though the Midrash does continue with later sages taking sides in this debate, where Rabbi Yehuda bar Eli says, Af den where there's a verse that supports uh, Hillel, uh, citing from Psalms 102.26, Lefanim ha'aretz yasadta, v'acharkach, and afterwards uh, it says, Uma'asiyadechashamayim, that God laid the foundations of the earth and said that the heavens are the work of the hands. Amar Ravchanin, Rav Hanin says that if that's the way that you're going to explain things, then you could just point to the verse that we've been discussing. I mentioned earlier, where because it says, the heavens come before the earth, so that should support Beit Shammai. But Hillel could respond to them saying, the Haaretz Hayata, that the earth was, Kvar Hayata, that the one that says that the earth was uh, formless, Tohu Vavohu, well, that seems to apply that it had already existed beforehand. 
Rav Yochanan b'shem Chachamim Amar, in contrast, you have Rav Yochanan citing the sages, Levriya Shemayim Kadmu, Le Sichlul Haaretz Kidma. That when it came to creation, God created the heavens first. However, when it came to the completion, then the earth was created first. So you have a bit of a compromise here where the heavens started to be created before the earth, but God finished creating the earth before the others. Rav Tanhuma steps in and he says that he supports the opinion that the heaven was created first because that on the day that God made the earth and the heaven from Genesis 2 4. So Rav Tanhuma sort of uh, embraces the chiasm, if you will, where if you take Genesis 1 to uh, Genesis 1 of, you know, uh, that God creates the heavens and the earth where heavens comes first. And then you have the second part of the chiasm in 2-4, where the day God made the earth and the heavens, it goes heavens, earth, earth, heavens. So for him, that seems to support the opinion of Rav Yochanan in the name of the sages. Heavens were created first, but they were finished second. The Midrash continues with an interesting and I think very amusing opinion, that of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, who says, I am amazed, I am wondered that the fathers of the world, Beit Hillel and Shammai, are arguing about the creation of the heavens and the earth. Elisha Aniomer, Shinehem, Lonifuru, Ella Ki Ilfas Vikasuya, but rather I say that they were created like a pot in its lid, meaning they were created together. Shine Emar, and he cites from Isaiah forty eight thirteen, Korea ni that and I call to them, they stand up together. So Rav Shimon Bar Yochai steps in and he says, I, I, I don't get what you're fighting about. They're they're equal. And on this, Rav Elazar ben Rav Shimon says, Im adat kedat Abba, if the opinion of my father is correct, Lama pa'amim shehu makdim eretz l'shamayim, ufa'amim shehu makdim shamayim l'eretz. If that's the case, why is sometimes heaven written before earth and sometimes earth before heaven? Ella rather teaches, Rather, it teaches the fact that they're both used interchangeably, one before the other, that they're really both equal. And there's a whole bunch of examples here about uh, Midrash continues. I'm not going to go into detail about Avram, Avram being mentioned before Yitzhak, Yitzhak before Avram. But in uh, Le- uh, Leviticus, in Vayikra 2642, uh, the order is reversed. Or sometimes Moshe is written before Aaron. Most of the times it is. But once Aaron's before Moshe in Exodus Shmot 626. And a couple, another example that's worth mentioning is uh, the father's honor mentioned before the mother, but one place it said, Ish imova aviv tirau, that you fear the mother before the father. That's in Leviticus Vayikra uh, 19.3. And there happens to be whole discussions there about kavod honor versus yira fear. But setting all that aside, here you have Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, who's responding to this whole fight about heaven and earth and which came first by answering no less of a um, 
uh, textually based that, yeah, there's, you see them both together. They're, they were created at the same time to try to say that one's more important than the other. It eh, doesn't really make sense. And he kind of like bypasses the entire, uh, debate or the dispute to the point where he wonders, why are you guys even fighting about this at all? Like, yeah, th this isn't such a huge deal. And I think this is a risk that you have sometimes if you're trying to be too subtle and you use one trash as a metaphor for something else, other people will step in and say, yeah, that doesn't really sort of work. So it's possible that Hillel and Shammai were not actually having a greater, deeper philosophical debate going on. And it's possible they were just arguing about the sequence and perhaps which is more important. And then other people, you know, regardless of, you know, what their intent might have been, uh, other people can step in and say, like, yeah, no, they're really not, you know, uh, in a conflict at all. Rather, they both take priorities in different places, so they're really the same, which you could, I suppose, say, reflects its own ideology, whether or not that fits the ideology of Rosh Hashim Bar Yochai, not getting into that right now. So those are my thoughts, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. What do you think is the point of this Midrash, where we even have the question of what are you arguing about being a primary question? Do you think heavens were created before the earth, earth was created before the heavens? And even if you solve a historical question of the sequence, do you think that matters? And if so, why? Love to hear your thoughts on this. Please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is at juder. You can find me on Facebook or send me an email via my website, www.joshuter.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great week and a wonderful Shabbat.